Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Drink to Dystopia, the podcast. Will we dystopia? Who knows? I'm getting a very strong sense of deja vu. <laughs> we may have just recorded it and it may have all just got lost. And we may be starting again. That may be happening. I'm not saying it is happening, but it may be happening. Maybe happening. Or maybe you're going crazy. Maybe. That could also be a very, very good possibility. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What are you drinking? Cider. I love that to them this is the first time they're hearing it and yet we just sound sarcastic because yeah. we're repeating everything. We just did We just did. We just did 15 minutes worth of... <laughs> Of absolute gold, of podcasting gold. <laughs> it's gone. Now it's oh, it was just conversation. Yeah. Who wants to just have a conversation? I know. <laughs> it was a really good conversation, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was mostly you, Phil. So. Well, so I like I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> so you're drinking cider. Yeah. But can you explain to them second time for us? Can you explain to them? Yeah. Where are you? I am as snug as a bug in a rug, right now. <laughs> you are. You're I lounging. Am. Yeah, I'm on. I'm laying on the sofa. Wrapped in a blanket. Um, it's fantastic, actually. It's I should do all of our podcasts like this. Okay, so I'll backtrack from last time. Yeah, in the, in the dim and distant past. Is it an apology, I suppose, for not uh, Skyping? For not podcasting for so long? Yeah, that's... I blame uh, you. Uh, that's fair. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I blame you. No, 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 it's, it's, it's usually my fault, to be honest. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. I, like, I wish there was a really insert great reason. We were washing our hair. <laughs> it does take me a long time. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it was your hair that we were washing, it would, it would be years later. <laughs> okay, I have, I have a mini question for you. Oh, go on. Can you guess it? Um, is it, it are you going to give me a couple of options and I've got to choose one over the other? It's like we've done it before. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Okay. Okay, mini question. Ready? Yeah. You've got, you got to pretend to act shocked. Okay. Okay. What are my options? Would you like to live in a world? Mm-hmm. And it's a mini question, so you have you have to have a mini think. Okay. Would you like to live in a world with no alcohol? Yeah. Or no fast food? Okay. Uh, no fast food. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Insert lengthy debate yeah, here. Yeah. All my reasons why. Sh- should I? Okay, I'll go over some of my reasons. Go over I? some of your reasons. Okay, so what? Because I'd also like to point out one of the worst things to hear is two people talking about how how they've already done this before. <laughs> yeah, I know it's always the worst in podcasts. We're like, well, oh, we lost it all, so we're gonna do it all again. We're like, we don't know that. Don't yeah, have to just tell us that. Think it. Yeah, just think. We don't know what you've done. Lucky for you guys, we're not professionals. No, not at all. In anything we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I reckon. I reckon I could live in a world where I ha- I was forced to eat healthy, which is what we're, we're yeah. saying with the world without fast food. Yeah, because you can't make any of the main items fast food would sell in your house. So no pizza, you can't make a pizza in your house. You can't make burgers in your house. Yeah. Can't make kebabs? Can I make kebabs? No. No? Can I make... No. Right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so then definitely, yeah, because then it would be, it's like twofold then, because one, I'll eat healthy, so I'll be, you know, I'll be healthy. But you'll be I'll drunk. be in good shape. Yeah, but I'll be drunk. So that's fantastic. That's what more do you want? You've chosen alcohol, Will. Yeah. I guarantee you, the first day at midnight, when you're drunk, you'll be like, where's the fast food? Yeah, that's all true. you've got is carrot sticks. But in this alcohol world, I don't have to drink alcohol all the time. No, it's but just you a world will, with you're the- bored. <laughs> and you made the choice, so you'll stick with it. You'll stick to your guns. You'll be like, I'm proving that this was the right this choice. This was the right choice, so I've got to get as much alcohol in me as possible. That's fine. You just, you know, deep fry some carrots, put them in chocolate or something. You'll be fine. No. No? That's not fast food. You can't do that. Well, chocolate is fast food. Mm, no. Chocolate's no, alright. There you go. See, as long as I've got chocolate, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm totally fine. I, I'm tempted when we do this to just be like, no, just because I know you want it. And I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> you can't have that one. You can't have it. <laughs> now what are you going to do? Whatever, whatever reason I give <laughs> to get around something, you, I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, if you just want I'm, to make me suffer, even in a, a hypothetical world, you just want to make me suffer. <laughs> I get it. I realise this podcast is called Drinks in Dystopia, not Burgers in Dystopia, but I would 100% get rid of alcohol within seconds. Really? Yeah, easy. So if I said you right now, you can never get drunk again? Yeah, I'd happily do that. I drink what? cocktails because I feel fancy. 
If nobody's doing it, then we'll all find something else to replace it. So you're a poser, is what you're saying? Well, no, because I feel the fancy in myself. Right, okay. You're not feeling fancy for other people. No. You're just feeling fancy for yourself. It's, the, it's one of the ways I define myself as an adult. When I can right. have a glass of wine, I'm like, wow. Okay. Look at me, baby Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> so you're posing to younger you. <laughs> Isn't there? Doesn't doesn't know anything. No, I'm this. doing it for the kids. Right, okay. Kids. Well, somebody. Me. Yeah. Somebody think of the kid. To... Ready. Yes. For this week's main event. Okay. So today, we're concentrating on a guy that um, we brought up in conversation a while ago, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm gonna podcast about that guy. So we're gonna talk about Ludwig Wittgenstein, mm-hmm. an Austrian. British philosopher who concentrated primarily on logic, mathematics, the mind, and language. Oh, yes. Was this something to do with the lion? <gasps> it is something to do with the lion. Yeah. That's right. I found philosophy to back up my crazy I love animals theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so Wittgenstein famously. Witten, Wittgenstein, I think. Wittgenstein, I'm it? saying it wrong. Sorry. Sorry, Austrians. He famously said if a lion could speak, we couldn't understand him. This is based on something he said in his book, Philosophical Investigations. And it basically sums it up as shared human behavior is the system of reference by means of which we interpret the unknown language. So it's kind of like perceptual ideas versus conceptual ideas. And the fact that because we're all human, we have a shared universal form of life so we can understand each other's language. Whereas a lion wouldn't have that. So we could never understand him. But, in today's question, I want to ask you what you think, if you agree with it, maybe, or if you think how it would differ if we invented something, kind of like in Up, with the box on Doug's voice box, Right. that means we can interpret what animals are saying. Right, okay. So in this world, we can understand animals' thoughts. Mm. We can hear, sorry, we can hear an animal's thoughts. Can we understand them? That's up to you. <laughs> you decide. Um, yeah, this is this is a concept I've I've always found very interesting uh, and quite depressing in some ways because. Nah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Stand corrected. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast or not, but we talk about animals a lot. Well, this is, this is um, I mean, it's about animals, but in not in the way you might think. When, have we talked about if we ever contact aliens? Um, I feel like we've we discussed that before. We must have. Because I think this concept is very important. It seems a little bit, uh, you know, uh, a bit theoretical. Because we're like, oh, well, you can't understand a lion, but we're never going to speak to a lion, so what's it matter? But I think it matters because if we ever contact aliens, we'll have the same problem. In fact, we'll have a problem. It'll be even more profound because at least a lion lives on our planet. At least a lion uh, shares our DNA and it's, it's, we're of the same, you know, we're, we're, we all evolved on the same planet with, it, with the same atmospheric conditions and the same, uh, you know, the, all the all the all the systems we have for survival are all the same. We just have all developed different ways of doing it. If we had aliens, they could have completely different ways of being. We would have absolutely no frame of reference to communicate with aliens, because they could be on a planet that's not even carbon. They might not even be carbon based. They um, might not have oxygen. They might not have. I I, I know, you know what you're saying, I mean? but two things. Mm-hmm. First thing is kind of like, you know, there's always like recurring things in nature in space in planets and atoms that just occur wherever in the known galaxy or universe that we go yeah the golden ratio like it always appears yeah yeah so i feel like they would a bit like arrival the film arrival i feel like there would always be some semblance of if they had got to the level where they wanted to communicate Mm. we'd find a way somehow like it would it would take a long 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 time yeah i'm not so sure the second point yeah. I want to talk about cute dogs talking to us. Okay, okay. So, so <laughs> step away from the aliens and go back to the animals. No, no, okay. but no, you are right. It does, this concentrates on the same thing. Yeah. But this is why I think you should, if we only talk about animals, 
mm. because we already know they can kind of communicate. So I do think that there's a, this is kind of wrong in a way. Um, it's kind of one of those statements that's right and wrong. Yes. Because we can communicate kind of with them now. So just by them actually voicing their ideas, if we could hear what they're thinking, yeah. we wouldn't understand them less necessarily. No, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I think there is a. Um, yeah, I think we'd be able to. We'd be able to. We'd be able to communicate with them, but we might not understand them, yeah. which is slightly different. It would be funny, you know. Like, um, I always love this idea, and I feel like loads of things have done it, haven't they? Like, Ark has done it. Yeah. Um, what else is that? Like Doctor Doolittle in a way. Doolittle, yeah. But I loved uh, Gladly the Chance of Meeples. You remember that one? Yeah. And he's got a little thing on him but it literally just says what he's doing so if he's licking it just goes lick lick <laughs> lick and he picks up a can and he's like can like that's it that's all oh it it's does. the monkey isn't yeah, it yeah the monkey yeah, yeah. communicates but he doesn't really he just yeah yeah. Well, yeah I think that would be it would be interesting because I think we you know like a dog for example it probably wouldn't say the things we'd expect a dog to say he's telling me it wouldn't be dog dog from up I don't think it I've works. just met you and I love you. <laughs> yeah. Hello, human. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it would be Are like sure? that, maybe. But, I mean, it could be. Could be? Yeah, it could be. Will be? Could is. be. <laughs> yeah, we got there. <laughs> we got there through logical dedu- deducement. Okay, Let, let's start at the beginning then. You ready? Yeah. So, okay, so we this inventor has come out and said... I've invented this. I think, in theory, it's going to work, but I need to apply it to an animal. And yeah. for some reason, <laughs> you're on the board that's deciding this. Yeah. What animal do you think is the best animal to put it on first? Um, oh, see, that's good because, yeah, would it be would it be a dog? Because... We have a connection. Yeah, and they've, they've sort of evolved with us, so they understand our, our facial expressions. They have empathy with us. We understand them. They're one of the ones we have the closest understanding with. Or would it be our like closest relative, you know, like a, a chimpanzee or a gorilla or something? Or would it be a whale or a dolphin? Yeah, because so they're the smartest. Yeah, highly intelligent. Mm. Is that your three choices? Is there anything else? I think they would be my three. They're, if I they're had... the ones that spring to mind. Yeah, probably a dog, a, you know, a, a higher a higher ape. I would selfishly want a red panda. Yeah, but they, you, they would just be jerks. <laughs> we all know a red jerks. panda would just be a jerk. <laughs> You just, yeah. Or maybe you go for the oldest animal on the planet, like a crocodile or something. Or like a turtle. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe a tortoise or turtle or whatever. Tortoise. I think realistically it's between a a whale, dolphin. Whale or dolphin. So probably like a a dolphin probably. Or a dog. Yeah. I think we'd go dog or chimpanzee probably would be. Probably first, yeah. Um, But yeah, a dolphin would definitely be up there. Imagine, imagine knowing what a dolphin was thinking. I reckon, though, do you think we'd probably find a chimp that can speak sign language? So we could yeah. reconcile the two? We could be like, oh, when we say... I don't think you food... find a chimp that can... <laughs> I love that. It's just in the, in the jungle, this one's... Oh, do look, you he's speak just... sign language? Just... <laughs> yeah. This chimp's just picked up sign language in the jungle. He's like, yeah, I do, I do a bit of sign language. Yeah, in between, in between, you know, Picking fleas out of my mate. I learned a bit of sign language on the side. Oh, and we're very sad about Coco the gorilla. Coco gorilla, the gorilla was a very famous gorilla who could speak sign language. Yeah. Passed away recently. But I feel like if she had been alive, you'd go to it. Yeah, a gorilla she's like the her, first one you'd chuck it she on. Yeah. A, she has a basic understanding of language already. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Imagine you so. put it on it though, right? So this, this, this gorilla's been talking to everyone as far as they're concerned for years you put it on her and then they're like how are you today and she goes fine thank you with her her hands but in her head she's like i hate every moment i know like what happens then do we say oh no i think you turn the machine off it's depressing (laughs) it's a bit too depressing isn't it but like so i suppose that's a whole other level okay so we'll keep it simple though so yeah you're gonna what do you want to go with we're going to use that as the base for the rest of this for, for a while. So what animal? Um, I, I'm going to... I'm going to... You're thinking dog's more likely to be love you. So is it, should I go with the happy yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> maybe a cat. 
Can you imagine what a cat would say? A cat could understand you. A cat could speak fluent English now. We'd never know. They just don't I think they can. I think they understand (laughs) absolutely everything we say to them. One day they'll turn around and just be like, we can speak, idiots. We just didn't want to talk to you. We just didn't want to. Because you're beneath us. God, I love cats. I love what jerks they are. Yeah. Um, Let's slap it on a dolphin. Go on. Okay. Slap the machine on a dolphin. Okay. Can the voice coming out be like the one from The Simpsons? Hello, humans. <laughs> can you sound deep voice like that? Yeah, you can change the voice however you want. It's like... Uh, it's like Morbo. Yeah, exactly. Hello, filthy humans. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Okay, so you put it on the dolphin, right? What's your first question to that animal? And um, you've been told, when this starts, it's, it will, you'll know exactly what he's thinking. So what's I'll it? know what he's thinking. Yeah, it'll say it. It'll say it like he's got us exactly like up. It'll say what he's thinking. Right, okay. So, what is the first question? So, like the telephone, it was a hoi hoi. That was the first thing they said down the telephone. Yeah, What's yeah. the first question that an animal is going to answer to you? Do you find sharks sexy? <laughs> is there a right or wrong answer to that? Uh, I think I think nearly every answer is going to be wrong in some way. I think what you've done there, though, yeah, is you've gone too big. Because it's going to be like, what is shark? Oh, good point. I've got to teach you what a shark is. Well, you have to teach you other animal names. But how does it know how to say other words? How does it know to say what what is? Because it's, it's, <laughs> its brain can conceptualise feelings and thoughts, but it doesn't know the name of... It can't, it can't be like a shark. It can't be like, have you ever bought a pair of Nikes? It's not going to be like, oh yeah, Nikes, love them. <laughs> yeah, but a shark, it comes in contact <laughs> with sharks and possibly but finds it, them sexy. Have, which is why I'm asking. Oh, are you going to show a picture and be like, do you find this sexy? No, it's going to know what a shark is because a shark exists in its world. It's a feature of its world, isn't it? But it doesn't have shark written down the side of it. It's not going to be like, no, but if it's a shark. (laughs) Okay, will a dolphin know what food means? Yes. How? Because it's food doesn't have food written on it. It's in an enclosure, so humans have talked around it. This is why you need to go with this. Doesn't make any your rules. Your rules don't make any sense whatsoever. Okay, I'm going to show. I'm going to. I'm going to get a shark. I'm going to go go to the dolphin shark, okay? And then it's going to go shark. And I'm like, yes. Are you aroused? (laughs) And then he's going to be like, what do you mean? You know, and then then we'll find out. Then we'll gradually get to the, are sharks sexy? What do you mean? Why am I asking if a shark... Why why are you interested in whether a shark is sexy or not? Why are you asking them this? Why are you interested? You're the one who brought it up. No, I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just okay well see I'm going dog wearing it and I'm going to be like do you like humans that's my first question and he's going to be like what's a human what is human and I'll be like do you like me yeah yeah <laughs> that's all you want to know do you love me dog <laughs> <laughs> I love that all of science and everything is just so you can get validation from a dog that's what it's all about at the what end of the day what can I do to make you love <laughs> me dog <laughs> Do you find this dolphin sexy? <laughs> You'd be like, no, but if it was a shark, we could have a conversation. They're not even the same species. Well, that's why I'm intrigued. I'd be like, to a dolphin, would it be like, it's kind of a dolphin, but like a dangerous dolphin? Surely a dolphin fancying a shark is like you fancying a shark. There's that much separation between the two. You're both mammals. There's more chance of a dolphin fancying you than there is fancying well, a shark. Well, no, it's, it'd be like me fancying a gorilla. Which is possible. Yeah, there's some sex- sexy gorillas out there. That's, no, it's not. No. no, 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 that's not the same. <laughs> Why is that? That's it? not the same, Why because you're both same? mammals. You and a gorilla are mammals. You share yeah. more DNA yeah. than a dolphin and a shark. But a, but a dolphin and a shark look very similar. <laughs> and, and sexiness is basically looks. So I'm just wondering if a dolphin looks at a shark and goes, oh, hello, what's that over there? Isn't it that's to them just dolphin? like lady parts with teeth, isn't that? What if they're into that, though? <laughs> These are all the questions I would be going through with the dolphin. Okay, well, I suppose we know the dolphins have names in their society, so I suppose you'd ask them first, what's your name? Yeah, you should probably get to know them before you <laughs> ask them about their sexual That's preferences. That's your favourite colour. Yeah, yeah. In a world, would you like no alcohol or no fast food? That's what yeah, you've got to ask them that, haven't you? Straight away. And, he'd be saying, <laughs> and then you'd teach them what a duck and a horse is, and you'd say... <laughs> That's never been that one, D- horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses. Which is sexier. Which is sexier. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay. So. So we've we've conquered that one. <laughs> we've okay. Got to, we got to the important. So let's matters. say we've got basic communication going with an animal. Yeah. What do we do when we find out? What do you think the world does when that happens? If it's just basic stuff, the way the sign language... Because, to be honest, you'd think that when we realised chimps and gorillas could talk to us in sign language, the world would have changed a bit, but it did not. No, nothing changed. No, it did. was like, oh, great, yeah. communicate, bye. And I think, yeah, I think I think that would largely be the same as well. People would be like, oh, wow, you can talk to the dolphin? They'd be like, yeah, it's really unhappy about the fact that we... Come to SeaWorld, ask yeah, it a question. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little hat on that. Mystic dolphin, yeah. mystic flippers. Come see dolphin plead for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh too much. Listen, listen to it. <laughs> listen to it as it gives a very eloquent speech about how it's imprisoned and oppressed. That's what it would be, and we'd be like, "Wow, this so so such an impassioned speech it gave." Now with neon but, lights. Yeah, now let's go buy a hot dog and a t-shirt and go see the orcas with a picture of the dolphin and a speech bubble that says, "Every moment I live is torture." <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, okay. So mm-hmm. let's. So, do you think that a bit like you know in Futurama where the monkey wears a hat and he becomes really intelligent? Yes. So I wonder if like if they did. De- I'm going to ignore you and just do it to a gorilla. Okay, or I a, thought so. Or a monkey. I know you were pushing towards the gorilla. Only because or a it makes ease of getting around better. Okay. Okay. The ease of getting around <laughs> better. It makes ease of getting around better. It's okay. It's not okay. like I'm getting. I have to talk in front of a lot of people. No. No. Um. Yeah, because I just want to imagine like a talk show with a little monkey sat with this little yeah. hat on. <laughs> okay, I can see where your brain's going now. Conan O'Brien means bubbles. Conan O'Baboon. Cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so what happens if we find out they're superiorly... In- oh my God. What if we find out they're really intelligent? We we know they are really intelligent. I know, I know. We are the verb. Do you like it would be undeniable though if one is sat there talking, having a chit chat. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if yeah. people could put it on their dogs, like you know those what the fluff videos where yeah. people do the magic trick to the dogs. Which can I just say, the most fascinating thing about those videos is how good people are at disappearing. Yeah, yeah. They what? Do. How are they doing that so well? <laughs> Even I'm like, where did they go? <laughs> I know you're more shocked than the dogs. Yeah, but like they were. They were out. right there. They're gone. The dog goes out. They're not out there either. They've hidden. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could do it to me, and I'd be like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> but um, imagine that video. Imagine how much better that video would be if there was a little thing on the dog, and he was like, "Where did you go? Where are you? Do you not love me? Come back!" Oh, oh, and like going past, past someone's house and just hearing a dog behind the door going, "Come back, please come back." Why won't they come back? Okay, so do you think? So they've established this works, right? They've established this technology works. Do you think it would become widespread very quickly? Do you think everyone would want one for their dog? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah who if, wouldn't? Who okay, wouldn't so dog? but what happens then? So that starts happening. Let's say that it becomes this worldwide phenomenon and everyone's kind of like, ha, 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 on YouTube for a while. But then these animals now have voices. They're talking. That's dangerous, isn't it? We learned this with women, didn't we? <laughs> we learned this lesson. Learned. When you taught us English. Yeah, we put, you know... As Handmaid's Tale tells us, first we let you read, <laughs> then you want the vote, now you want to be president. Oh, <laughs> God. When will it end? <laughs> yeah. So what happens when these dogs have a voice? Mm, it's dangerous. Is it, Are you allowed to take it off the dog once you give it to it? Oh, that's a good point. Because you're literally stripping it of its freedom of speech. Yeah. Is now unable to converse and tell you that it's unhappy or anything. Oh, that's weird. Would it become the right of every dog to be heard? To be heard. Okay. Mm. Let's go to the law and order then. Oh, How God. would this affect law and order? Oh, Animals could be witnesses in court cases. Oh, shit. Yes, they could. Like birds. Birds yeah. are everywhere. They see everything. They do. So you could capture a bird, whack a little thing on it and be like, what did you see on the night of the crime? What would you do if they, they had these things and they put them on these animals and for some reason they just work? The context, stupid Wittgenstein, ignore him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what would happen if you put it on a spider and it's just... It's just like death scream. Like you put it on the spider and no cockroach and it's just like... Kill them all. Yeah. Kill them all. 
it just definitely over would and be. over again. That's Do you definitely think what we'd it would be, be like kill them all? Like we yeah. need to get them. I think so. Yeah, they're coming for us. <laughs> I would fully support the the utter eradication of spiders. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Whatever purpose they serve in they nature, they kill other bugs. Fine, let's create nanobots to do their job for them. As long as all the spiders are dead, I'll be happy. <laughs> what if they were really funny? Oh, what if, if they like, were st- little stand-ups? Because you're like, ah, good to be out. <laughs> like to see everyone swinging. <laughs> good to see everyone swinging. <laughs> so what, they're from the 60s as well? Yep, all yeah. spiders sound from the like 60s. stand-ups from the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> all they tell is mother-in-law jokes. That's all they do. What's the deal with your kids eating you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I've got time those pigs hog all the glory. Oh, fucking it. Kill them all. Did you get that joke? Kill it. What's that reference? Reference? Is a reference? If a spider was like, pigs hog all the glory. You do all the work. They take all the fame. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Simpsons because every reference you make is Simpsons. No, this is a literary reference. Oh, go on. Charlotte's Web. Oh, is it? Yeah. The book Charlotte's Web is about a pig who gets famous because a spider sits in its little home and spins webs with words in it. But everyone's like, wow, the pig somehow did that. Not, oh, the spider in the spider's web definitely did that. (laughs) That story makes no fucking sense. (laughs) And at the end, she says she has to leave Wilbur, I think it's Wilbur. Uh, I have to leave Wilbur because I'm gonna have babies. And then as I grew up, I found out the reason she has to leave is because her babies will eat her. Will eat her. Because yeah. spiders' babies eat them. Yeah. And that's Charlotte's Web for you guys. You just, that's spoiler city that was, isn't it? If you haven't read Charlotte's Web. By the sounds of it, I mean I've read it, but I don't remember it, and I realise why not because <laughs> the story makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Anyone who sees a spider's web and goes, I bet a pig made that. What kind of person? Well, what kind of idiot would come to that conclusion? <laughs> no, like, imagine in Australia, you go out and there's just spider webs everywhere. You're going, bloody hell, we've got a pig infestation. <laughs> there's be pigs everywhere around here. Jeez. <laughs> be pigs everywhere. <laughs> pigs are meant to be really intelligent. Okay, okay, I have the big question for you. Yeah. I'm just jumping around. Let's go back to Law and Order. So birds. Okay. Birds in court. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Doctor Doolittle, the original film, not the Eddie Murphy one? I have. When I was a kid, I can sort of remember a few scenes. Do you remember there's a court case? Yeah, and he gives an impassioned. And the dog takes the stand. Uh, the judge's, v- vaguely. The judge's dog takes the stand to prove he can talk to animals. Okay. And tells everyone that the judge is a fat, mean old man, and everyone laughs. Yeah. <laughs> That's not gonna. That wouldn't convince. If I was the judge. And someone got my dog up on the stand and he's like, he says you're a fat, mean old man. I'm like... No, it's much better than I, that. I, I definitely throw the case out. No, he's like, what did I do? What did I have for dinner last night? And the dog like gives like a 20 item list. Yeah. And the guy's like... Outrageous. That's what I like. Yeah, but yeah. could animals take the stand? I mean, they could, but I would hope any decent lawyer would be able to be like, I'm not sure we should believe this hamster. You know, I don't know if this is enough to convict a man of murder. If I'm in a court case and there's a human witness and there's an animal witness, I'm believing the animal witness. I suppose is it species, yeah, is it speciesist for me to be like, a hamster? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I suppose they could take the stand. Could they also go to prison for crimes? God, this is getting complicated, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, because it's well, amazing how much an understanding, a verbal understanding, changes, changes things. things. Because if you could say to a dog, "This is the law; you're not allowed to do it," and then it still does it, then it 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 has moral agency. But then I suppose a fifteen, as someone under fifteen, has different rules. So I suppose you'd have to gauge their mental capacity Can to they, understand the consequences. Yeah. But of But a their dog understands right and wrong, which is why they seem guilty when they do something wrong. They know the rules. Yeah. Yeah, they understand. And they understand, like, when they're in a pack and stuff, they know there's certain things they can't do. Like, they know they have to wait for the, the leader of the pack, the alpha, to eat first and stuff. So they understand the concept of rules, even if they're arbitrary. So it should, it should be able to explain to a dog. But I suppose, is it just doing that because of the threat of violence? Isn't so it doesn't that what really laws underst- are? Well, I suppose that is what laws are, aren't they? It's always like, do this or you will be violently punished in some capacity. 
this is like weirdly deep without being deep because it's about cute animals yeah yeah the, it's how can we be both somewhat deep and incredibly shallow at the same time <laughs> Dolphin. that's what we can do yeah <laughs> like us or a sexy shark can you, you know? marry animals if they can now tell you if they fancy oh, you? Oh, I knew it was going to get around to you <laughs> wanting to marry a bloody animal. I don't want to marry an animal. Dirty, dirty bugger. You want to know if sharks are sexy. Well, I mean, we all know they are, but that's regardless of the point. Um, that's no, far it, in the future, but it's the first step towards that. Okay, how about this then? Okay. How long? So, like, everyone's, like I was saying earlier, so it's become viral. Everyone's got one. They've all got one for their dog. Yeah. And then the farmers, they like it. It trickles down, so farmers start using them. Or zoos, zoos are like, yeah, this will be an attraction. Let's listen to what the animals say. Yeah. And obviously, people like David Attenborough and stuff would be interested, wouldn't they? They'd want to hear every animal. It'd be like this amazing show. You'd have hundreds of shows interviewing different animals constantly. Yeah. What? How long until you put it on a cow? The and you put it on, and before you even finish just putting it on, it just goes, please don't eat me. <laughs> Please don't eat me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! How how long if this existed before we ban eating meat? You'd think it'd have to be immediately, wouldn't you? The first time they put a thing on on an animal and it can talk to us, then all our arguments about animals kind of evaporate a little bit. Well, don't I they? think they've evaporated already. Well, Which yeah. is the thing is I would like to say that this podcast so me and me and Lee are massive hypocrites. We absolutely love animals as you probably tell from this podcast. Um but like we still eat meat and stuff. Yeah, I I'm a, I'm a vegetarian in principle, not practice. And I'm a vegetarian Which is essentially worthless. I'm a vegetarian about eighty percent of the time. Yeah. I'm trying to do more and more. But I think as soon as you you, it, would, it would be undeniable proof that you would not be allowed. They were conscious thinking feelings. Yeah. What if you put it on them, though? Say you put it on an animal, and they, you couldn't understand them. So let's yeah, go back to the, let's to go the, the other way. Wittgenstein. You, you whack it on, and it's just nonsense. The dog's just like saying, how there, the hill, he said, around, perhaps. And you'd be like, what? Yeah, he's speaking. What is he speaking, speaking in tongues? Riddles. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they always spoke backwards like Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Mm, hungry dogged. <laughs> well, that's fine because that's just a different. That's just a different syntax, isn't it? Whatever. That's basically what French do, or whatever. Okay. How about? Hmm. Love, love, love. Not, not quite as, <laughs> not quite as understandable. Um, yeah, that's the problem. If, if it's just nonsense, if it was just nonsense, because... But then again, you have to say, is it nonsense because they don't have the capacity to communicate? Or is it nonsense because they have a completely different frame of reference, so it's impossible for us to understand? Okay, I understand that it'd be impossible for us to understand, but is there a way for us to do a test to decide if the difference? Surely with the gorillas that can communicate already with sign language, you put it on it and you couldn't understand the context. You yeah. could still work out things because you've got the intermediate way of speaking to them. What, you, what do you mean? Not intermediate. Like, um, there's a middle ground, isn't there? Like, if I'm like, cup, and the gorilla does the sign language for cup. Yeah. And then his brain goes, kalubaloob. You're like, ah, oh, kalubaloob means cup. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just say cup, gorilla. Just say cup. Why are you saying kalubaloob? <laughs> you hairy dum-dum. Why are you saying cup? Why aren't you saying kalubaloob? He's because the origin that's of the not species. the word. <laughs> my word. <laughs> it's my word. <laughs> yeah, so I've got to speak gorilla now? I've I got would to much gorilla. rather speak gorilla than... In French, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he says galoobaloob <laughs> for cup. Okay, yeah. so we both know Galoobaloo means cup. So all we have to do is we get, he can now speak, but he speaks a foreign language, essentially. But you don't even mean that, do you mean? You mean completely different context. Yeah, because it, it's all about like how human beings, we understand, like, human beings have a collective uh, frame of reference, even if we don't speak the same language. So we all, we understand that we have to eat, we understand that we breathe, we understand that we have family members and we love them and we we're motivated. Shared behaviour. Yeah, we understand all that. We all have the same motivations. We have we we conceptualize the world world around us the same way. We just have different words for it. Whereas a lion or a dog or a especially a dolphin that lives in water, its whole concept of the world like it would it, for example like a dolphin might not have the word might not even understand what up means. 
you know, some of like that. It might not even understand that sharks are sexy. It might not even understand that, and that's like a universal constant. You know, there's there's the speed of light, and then there's there's the force of gravity, and then there's the sexiness of sharks. These are all mathematical formulas, but yeah, like it would it wouldn't understand. There's so many things it would it wouldn't understand gravity. It wouldn't understand air. Yeah, well, I mean, it breathes air, but. But it wouldn't understand it, would it? Well, no, it wouldn't understand. This isn't about actually having an explanation of what something is. It's about understanding just, you know, even cavemen understand that if they drop something, it falls to the ground. But because they've always been in a world where that's always been the case. I suppose. Whereas but... dolphins have never been in a world where that's been the case. So everything they understand about their world doesn't include the concept that if you let something go, it falls to the ground. Yeah. Things like that. Like you, it's... Some things fall to the ground, some things float up. Yeah, but then what's up in in water where there is no real direction? And they don't really have a a time frame either, do they? Because they don't sleep like us. They yeah, they don't have the same. They don't have the concept of seasons and day and night like we have. Well, they probably have migrational systems. You could compare it to, like the waters. They follow the heat in the water. Well, whales do anyway. I don't yeah, know about dolphins, but... but it's like how we. It's just little things like because we have day and night, we have. The concept of things like when something's when we're beginning something or we're ending something we often compare it to days and nights mm -hmm. and we talk about things going in cycles we talk about things like days and nights our whole brain has created this framework that understands the idea of something changing every day and beginning and ending and yeah. all that sort of stuff all of these would be foreign concepts to a dolphin because a dolphin wouldn't understand the idea of, of change of, of beginnings and ends and things because it's everything in the sea is essentially constant the funny thing is that i would love to just be like no no it wouldn't be that big a period we get over it but i think one of the most shocking things what me and lee lived in we mentioned it before but we lived in south korea for two years teaching english and one of the hardest and most interesting things that i think both of us had to do separately was teach idioms to adults that spoke basically fluent English. Yeah. And like you talk to these kids and you talk to these adults and you'd give them like an idiom. So like, um, uh, his eyes are as big as his belly. Yeah. Or eyes are bigger than your belly. Eyes are bigger than your belly. Sorry. And they just had such a different frame of reference that, that it, they couldn't even conceive of what that meant. Yeah. Whereas you'd think that logic would apply if you book, if you both speak, live in the same world and you experience the same things you would understand yeah you could work it out what that meant but that one in particular because there was a few most people most of them worked, worked out what the idioms were and the same in reverse like we could work out what theirs were but yeah. there's some and you're just like I have no idea like I can't yeah they tell you and you're like I don't understand that and it's yeah, it's just so there's so much like that in different languages I'm trying to think of other ones because there were certain ways that oh what is it there's something about time well, yeah, in, I think in, Japan, in China, like we talk about time as in time going forward yeah. and back, whereas they could talk about time going up and down. Yes, that's the yeah. And the reason they do it is because they say if you drop something, it falls to the ground. Again, this is, this is quite funny, but it's like, yeah, talk, they're talking about gravity. So to them, something starts at the top, and then when you drop it, it falls to the ground through time. So time is down, yeah. whereas to us, time is forward. Yeah. And uh, if things like that, which is so that so in China they conceptualize everything as progress as in going down, and even something as simple as counting on your fingers. Yeah. When you go when we were in China, it's they don't like we count one two three four five and we just put a finger up for each one. But they have like a weird I can't even remember it. It's, it was weird to us. It's not weird, but it's like they have like certain symbols they do for certain numbers on their hand, and you can't guess what number it is yeah so you have no idea unless you've been taught what that symbol means with the hat with the hand shape there's no way to guess yeah and it's yeah there's, there's loads of things like that i remember one of our friends talking about when they speak gaelic in an island and they talk about how feelings are on top of you oh yeah I like we talk that. about how feelings are inside you whereas to them in in gaelic the way they talk is as if love is on you mm. and hate is on top of you and stuff like that and that affects the whole way you see the world because you can you see emotions they're not inside you a part of you they're on top of you and they're they're outside of you but they're they're sort of a force acting on you mm. so if you think of it in that way you can sort of you can push it off you 
and things like that. So they have a different. So that totally affects how they deal with emotions. Yeah. Because they they deal with it in a different way, and it was like. A, and didn't you say with like creativity? Somebody was saying it's like creativity like lands on you. Yeah, I heard a, a there was a TED talk that Elizabeth Gilbert, a writer, gave, and she was talking about how back in the day, um, people back in the day that mythical time. Back in the day. <laughs> um, they thought certain people thought that um, a muse was the no sorry a genius was a type of was a creature that came to you and you just caught its idea so if you came up with an idea you weren't a genius you just got a genius you caught one or you caught an idea from it so it took all the pressure off it so you were lucky to get it once so no one expected anything from you again whereas the pressure we put on people now is we call them a genius an artistic genius and we expect them to be able to do miracles over and over again then that's just not how it works yeah. Whereas if it's something you happen to catch that you were lucky enough to grab onto once, all that pressure's off. Yeah. And if it fails, it's not you that did it. It was just a bad genius that didn't give you the best Yeah, the it, was best just idea. A, it was just a bad idea that fell on you. Yeah. Fell in your lap. And yeah, you and did I, the best that you could. I feel, is Sylvia Plath, is that a poet? Yeah, she's, a, well, she's an author. Yeah. She would say that like ideas run through her and she'd have to catch them as they went through her. And sometimes she'd be trying to scramble for it and it'd be gone and all the wisps of the idea would just disappear and they would be like, oh, that's gone on for someone else. That's not mine. And I think that takes off that pressure from artists yeah. when you see it that way. And it's such a simple difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. Think of like all these differences we're coming up with here, which are all just Humans. matter of perspective. They speak like, English. They get yeah. a lot of these people. That's the same people same from the language. same country, live in the same street, do everything, but they just have a slightly different viewpoint on how it completely changes your way and of religion. doing the world. Like we're, we're discounting. Animals yeah. might have their own religion that would change everything. Yeah. But then, that's the, but then they might not have religion because the, the very idea of religion to them wouldn't make sense because they, they don't need it. They don't, it doesn't, it doesn't religion is something which uh, we our, our mental framework needs as we've evolved as we've yeah. evolved it's something which our brain kind of needs to explain the world around us whereas maybe an animal they don't ask those questions so religion would just be this it wouldn't even be something they didn't understand they wouldn't even be able to grasp the concept they wouldn't they, it would just be so alien to them yeah. you know there's so many things like that where it's um i heard an interesting thing it was just like um how in the uh, the Inuits and things and the Eskimos, because it's like daylight six seven months of the year there, where there's just you know the sun doesn't set at all. Um, they've never developed the idea of like a sun, uh, a sun god or the sun king. Mm-hmm. So in in Europe and other places and pretty pretty much everywhere in the world, they worship the sun. Yeah, and uh, you know the ancient Egyptians did, the Romans did, the uh, the Greeks and. Everyone essentially at some point of some sort of you know pagan religions would worship the sun, and the reason is because the it was this whole thing of when the sun sets it was dark and scary, and there was there was nothing would grow and all that sort of stuff. When you needed this, the 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 rising of the sun would also be this idea of birth. It gives life to things, so we'd worship the sun. They never developed that concept in the in in the far far north pole pole and and the the Arctic because. Of that whole reason, the sun doesn't set there. So why would they worship the sun? It it's not yeah. special to them. So their entire brain couldn't con- couldn't grasp the concept of worshiping the sun, and it's it's just things like that. Well, imagine that with animals, the it's, difference yeah. in their mental framework. Well, it's funny you even bring that up because one of the reasons I think the both of us absolutely love traveling and living in new places and stuff is because. They, I what do you remember what it was called? They call it like when you go on holiday somewhere, you get it's like micro, microculture, but when you live there, it's like you get a, another. You go to like a deeper, deeper cultural level. Okay. And you see the things that you would never normally pick up. Yeah. And there's just little tiny nuances, not necessarily with the way people say things or stuff, but just the way the culture is and how it revolves around certain things. Yeah. And like today at lunch, weirdly, um, two of the Australian people I live with were talking about how they could never move from Brisbane to Perth because they would hate to see the sunrise from the other side. And I was, and me and uh, an American girl that comes from Oregon were kind of like, what are you talking about? 
because we come from places where it's quite cold and damp and you have different seasons and the sun doesn't play a major part in your weather. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, the sun is everything. Like it's there every day. It's blue skies. You know what time of day it is here because you know exactly where the sun is. Yeah. So to them, they're even moving to the other side of their own country where the sun is now the opposite is weird to them. It's a big deal. Yeah. And even that, like it's such a little tiny thing and it seems silly, but... I love living in places and seeing those tiny little differences, like the idioms in Korea and stuff. Yeah. So I, I can't even imagine how huge these differences yeah. would be. But this, you know, not to go not to go back to it, but it's kind of like the alien to go to the alien yeah. thing. Like imagine that, and then imagine growing where they they've evolved from a totally different species, evolved in a totally different way on a different planet. There is no way we're going to be able to communicate with aliens. There's but just the no time, way. At the same time, on the flip side of all this, you find like culture throughout the world will all invent the same thing at the same time. And all will have the same idea of the same animal at the same time. Well, like some people, you know, to me, it's proof dragons did exist because everyone, every culture has its own version of a dragon, but nobody can prove that they ever existed. And that's strange. The like, people seem to come up with the same concept. They, I think, um, oh God, what was his name? This is terrible. I, I'm embarrassed now. But he was, um, it's not Freud, but it was someone very similar to Freud. And I'm embarrassed. I can't think of his name right now. But this is the idea of is it the collective unconscious? Is this sort of, is this? I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, which is essentially that we all have the same framework, which is why we all come up with the same things. So that's why we have these repeating stories. So stories of good things. Golden ratio. You like the golden ratio, don't you? Just because it recurs in every form of nature. It's so interesting. Yeah. But this is more about how people's brains, our minds are all the same. Yeah. So, for example, nearly every culture has um, similar stories. Like, that's why we all have, like, the, the concept of the hero. Yeah. This is kind of, like, related to the Joseph Campbell idea of the fact that, you know, the hero of a thousand faces or whatever. It's just that there's a reason why every single culture in the world all comes up essentially with the same stories. Yeah. Slight variations on essentially the same stories. I, I actually, I listened to a talk today with um, one of the Pixar directors, the guy who, his name's Pete Docter, and he invented, he invented, he wrote Inside Out and Up and Monsters, Inc. And he was saying to him, storytelling is as fundamental as eating and breathing with yeah. humans. It's like you learn that you have consciousness and then you start telling stories like that's like everyone does like yeah. lies are a form of story like everyone needs stories and it's like he says like it's almost inbuilt in you like even if you're on your own you come up with stories mm. i think that's quite interesting because i think that that's like inbuilt in you so maybe that is the reason we then come up with stories and then there's a certain framework that fits yeah with the certain needs that a human has so we only come up with the same story does that make sense yeah, no, I think that's 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 right. I would say it's um, like no one. It's it's not that it's you know it hasn't been proven, and you know some people sort of challenge it, but it, it seems to have some validity to me. This I idea. A, a good point would be also Inside Out, because that's what he was talking about. This the director Pete Docter. He was talking about how when Inside Out came out, in uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, Inside Out is um, inside of a girl's brain, and the emotions are represented by different characters. When that film came out, they started showing it to autistic children and it gave them a great way to explain their emotions. And they found that um, certain autistic children really reacted to the film and were able to explain themselves a lot better right. via the way they explained emotions in that film. Oh, okay. And it, it gave them a different perspective that really helped. That's quite interesting. But yeah, it's so weird. It's just... Uh, it's Carl, Carl Jung is what Carl I was thinking Jung? of. Yeah, so, so you have the... You have Jungian archetypes and the collective unconscious and stuff. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's, um... So do you think, after everything we're saying, do you think that you'd be more likely to be able to communicate with an animal that's from the same country as you? So, like, are you more likely to communicate and have the same context as a fox, a British fox, than an elephant? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, probably, I, sp I suppose. Because environment plays such a vital part on the way that your culture changes. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's probably more the type of animal though would be closer. So I think like any animal that's closer to us would have a. There, I would imagine 
their mental framework would be more similar. Well, I suppose you want to go with animals that live in packs and yeah have a society. Well, yeah, I think I would imagine like chim- chimpanzees and gorillas. So and you bonobos. need a British chimpanzee, wouldn't you? A British chimpanzee, ideally, yeah. Good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One, hope. I mean, hopefully he's gonna have a bowler hat. Hopefully, <laughs> which would be the cutest thing ever. Okay, how would this affect the economy then? Oh, you could, like, if animals didn't have rights, but they could talk, you could just not pay them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then put them in, like... Cages? <laughs> no. No. Well, worse than a cage, call centres. You could put them in call centres. Hi there. And have them answer questions. Would you like insurance? Yeah. I don't know what insurance is, yeah. but I've been told to ask you if you would like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if your dog answered, though? be an ongoing cycle of them on the phone for six hours asking each other the same question over and over well that's good if you own you know the phone companies you're making making mint then aren't you with dogs calling each other <laughs> so everybody wins except the dogs the dogs don't win dogs never win no they never win uh so that's how i think it would affect the economy police dogs do you think we'll be allowed to have police dogs and deaf sign language dogs i think that would be good wouldn't it because the dog now instead of instead of like just dragging deaf people into the or blind people into the middle of the street the dog could be like oh my god stop there's a car stuff like that it'd be alright for blind people yeah that's what I said I said deaf at first but I myself <laughs> I said blind guess imagine telling a, a deaf person in sign language guess what your dog can speak and you'd be like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> like really really you're lying to me I don't believe you yeah it's no use to me at all what do you think would be the jerk animal like, what would be the jerkiest animal? The worst one? Oh, like, you put God. it on it and it's just a jerk. Because oh. I don't think it would be cats. I feel like cats would have a well-rounded personality. I think ferrets, maybe. Ferrets? Yeah, <laughs> they look like dickheads. I think hyenas. Yeah, hyenas could be. I feel like they'd be like teenagers. But are you are you saying that because of Lion King? I'm saying that because they sound like they laugh. Yeah. Yeah, they're giggling all the time. There's nothing worse than just groups of people giggling, <laughs> i.e. Teenage girls. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or us, I suppose, yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanna bring up? No, I think again, I think we've we you know, we've we've explored every possible <laughs> angle and avenue on this one, haven't we? Okay, so would you live there? Oh fuck yes. Yes. This is up there with my favourites. Yeah, this might be the one I would this it's it's not quite above alcohol world, but it's almost. <laughs> well, so would you live there? Yes, and yes. It's a it's a utopia, right? Yes, very depending much on so. what they say. I know. Yeah, they could just be. It could just be tales of woe. But at the same time, dystopia could be turned into a utopia if you knew how to help. That's true. Once well, you what got... if they took us over? What if they used their newfound voices to destroy us all? You know, that's the price we pay. It's. All hail the animals. Yeah, we, we, our new, our new, <laughs> simian overlords or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose what world is this most like? It's like up uh, to do it all. Yeah, they're, they're the they're the main ones that come to mind. I can't Beverly think. Hill Chihuahua. Homeward Bound. Homeward. Oh my God, I love that film. <laughs> love Look that who's film. talking. Every Disney film of now. all time. <laughs> yeah. Look who's talking now is great. It's always we, weird when we find a good world. Im- <laughs> um, we just made an important contribution to science there with this podcast. So scientists, yeah, if you're that. listening, uh, that's we've done half the work for you there, really. <laughs> All you've got to do is build the thing. You know? Sci-fi influences technology. Yeah, absolutely. So we're the influencers. Oh, I hate that. Well, being an influencer. I can't even influence you to do the washing up. No, you cannot. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well two dystopias two dystopias <laughs> cheers cheers <laughs>